What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, September 21st. Here's what you missed while you were off last week, celebrating the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. Salute to Latinos everywhere. So you've probably heard by now, but Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away this Friday evening. At 87 years old, she battled cancer numerous times and finally lost. A champion of women's rights, gender equality, and female empowerment, she was the second woman ever appointed to the nation's top bench. Another graduate of Cornell and of Columbia Law School. Now she had to fight hard to even be noticed as a woman and as a mother in a room full of men. She also also, quote, founded the Women's Rights Project at the American Civil Liberties Union and as the chief architect of the battle for women's legal rights. Ginsburg devised a strategy that was characteristically cautious, precise, and single-mindedly aimed at one goal, winning, end quote. Appointed by President Clinton in 93, she served 27 years at the highest court and was confirmed with a bipartisan 96-3 vote by that 93 Senate. She was also one of only four remaining liberal judges left on the panel, with Chief Justice Roberts playing the middle ground. So this now gives a complete advantage to the conservative side right at the time of some pretty important cases being scheduled. Most importantly is that of the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, scheduled to be heard right after the election. Speaking of which, her passing is now a huge election topic, because if you recall back in 2016 when Justice Scalia passed away, the Republicans in the Senate wouldn't even entertain the idea of hearing testimony, much less actually voting on confirming President Obama's nominee, Merrick Garland. Republicans at the time would say things like, I don't think we should be moving on a nominee in the last year of this president's term. I would say that if it was a Republican president, Marco Rubio. Or how about the campaign is already underway? It's essential to the institution of the Senate to not launch our nation into a partisan, divisive confirmation battle during the same time they're asking their ballots to elect our next president, Senator Tom Tillis. Listen, there's there's a lot of quotes here and lots of flip-flopping. Heck, even Joe Biden has the opposite argument now than what he had last time, saying that the Senate should vote even just a few months before the election. But you know, precedent has been set now because they didn't. And the people expect the same treatment. I mean, it's easy to get whipped with the same switch you created three years ago. The best quote, though, was really from Senator Lindsey Graham, who said, I want you to use my words against me. If there is a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of their first term, you can say Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination. You can use my words against me and you'd be absolutely right. Well, Senator Graham, done. Meanwhile, since day one, the Trump campaign has been selling merch against Justice Ginsburg's passing with fill that seat t-shirts and mugs going on sale on Saturday. Plus, the DT is now claiming that her dying wish to her granddaughter that she not be replaced until after the election, well, that it was written by Schumer or Pelosi or Shifty Schiff. I, I couldn't make this up if I tried. I'm telling you, giving you guys the news lately, it, it's getting mentally exhausting.
Another day, another TikTok story. Why is this thing still a story? Well, it's because every day these fools change their mind on what's happening. Okay, so the latest on this story. Nothing that Trump wanted is going to happen. Not at least how he was asking for it. Remember, he wanted TikTok to become an American company or at the least have a separate US operation. We spoke about the deal last week with Oracle becoming the trusted partner of TikTok. And Trump apparently said no, but then said that starting Sunday, which was yesterday, you'd no longer be able to download TikTok or WeChat in the US. But then Sunday came and suddenly Trump liked this new TikTok deal. This new one, it's called TikTok Global. How ironic, it's US only. He says it'll have nothing to do with China now, which is absurd since the company is still 80% owned by ByteDance. And ByteDance has come out to say it will maintain majority ownership and control over TT Global. So Oracle will get 12.5% to host all the data. Walmart gets 7.5%. They're going to handle any e-commerce that eventually comes out of TT. So that's 20%. They're claiming that if TikTok goes public next year on the American stock exchange, then more Americans will own it. But that's also absurd. Now, remember, China controls the code and it's the the code that matters. And while I was writing this, I just saw that Trump said today that nah, he's actually not going to approve this unless ByteDance cedes control, which they won't. So I guess we're back to a ban. I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, in this deal, they also claim to be hiring 25,000 people in the US, which sounds ridiculous when you understand that Twitter has only 5,000 employees. Pinterest has only 1,600 employees. Spotify has 2,100 employees in the U.S. Netflix, Netflix has 8,600 employees. I mean, how many freaking people do you need to help make a 15-second video app even more popular? I don't know. I call bullshit. Yesterday, the Emmys took place, or as Jimmy Kimmel called it, the Pandemies, the first of the major award shows to go virtual. And, well, it was a literal trash fire. Or rather, there was a literal trash fire there and then they put it out i'm guessing analogous to the year anyways the things you'd want to know right like who won well pretty much the show she's creek killed it have you heard of that one i'm trying not to say it so that i have to bleep it she's creek well it's a canadian show created and written by eugene levy everyone's favorite dad from american pie and of course the eccentric dog shower and best in show she's Creek is also written by his son and co-star Dan Levy. Yeah, I've watched like almost three seasons of the show. Had no idea that was his real son. His daughter and Dan's sister is also in the show as well and also a writer on the show. This was their sixth and final season, so they really cleaned up shop. Best comedy series, best actor, actress, supporting actor, and supporting actress. I mean, they really cleaned up shop in the comedy series. Watchmen also did great. Regina Hill won for best lead actress in a drama and Watchmen won the limited slash miniseries slot. Let's see. Uh, who else? Uh, Zendaya won for Euphoria. Did you know that she goes by just Zendaya? Like that? They don't even list her last name. I mean, her last name isn't even that hard to say or anything, but I guess her first name is iconic enough. I, I don't know. Kanye doesn't do it. Anyway, Apple TV Plus got their first Emmy for supporting actor Billy Crudup's great job in the morning show. Highly recommend that. John Oliver won the late night category 
Murray. Love his show as well. And Succession won the drama category. Honestly, people love that show, but I'm not a big fan of watching rich old white people complain about money and backstabbing each other just to get more of their inheritance and generational wealth. It's just not interesting to me. But hey, I also hate reality TV, so sue me. Oh, last thing, I noticed that the short series Free Ray Sean won an Emmy. Now, you've probably never heard of it because it's on Quibi, and you've probably never heard of Quibi either, but it seems like they have a lot of really good content, and now this means Quibi is legitimized. We'll have to see where this ends up for the Quibs, although I'm still predicting their end or acquisition in 2021. So you think it's going to be all better once the election is decided and we're fingers crossed on the other side of a Trump presidency? Well, even if that magical day were to arrive, you know, there's consequences to the actions of this administration. And one of the big things that we've been involved in so far has been the ongoing trade war with China. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel there are a lot of problems with our Chinese trade agreements and Chinese theft of intellectual property, but you can cut with a hacksaw or with a surgical knife. And our boy Trumpito here is about just as good as Leatherface with the delicate touch. So what's going on? New reports are out that Beijing is building a blacklist of American technology firms that they plan to target and block. But they're torn over whether to release this list before or after the American election. Great. Quote, China's Commerce Ministry gave more details Saturday saying blacklisted companies and individuals will be banned from both selling to and buying from China and from investing in the country. However, it again reframed from this closing any names. The ministry said in its statement that the list is strictly limited to a very small number of illegal foreign entities, end quote. Yeah, kind of how like we started to say that TikTok is illegal or will be. Sure. Uh, the biggest names to be thrown out so far has been Cisco, who has declined to comment as their direct competitor to Huawei in networking technology and Huawei is now banned in the US. Obviously, if Biden wins, Things won't just cool down immediately, but there can at least be some easier conversations. Quote, for example, Mr. Biden has laid out plans to increase engagement with China over regional issues such as Afghanistan, Iran, and North Korea. Mr. Biden would also likely engage China in dealing with climate change. At least it might be possible for everybody to work under the multilateral institutions with Biden, while currently things are being pushed to extremes, a senior government advisor in Beijing said. End quote. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I don't know. Do you like global stability between nuclear powers? Because I do. And finally, I thought this was just awesome. Last night, I'm driving through the Bronx. I get text message from my buddy, El Matatan, Adrian Franco. He says, Bad Bunny is driving around the Bronx too. Now, I find it funny, but there's no way I'm near that, right? So I just tap the link. Now, Bad Bunny, the pop reggaeton star who's really taken over both Latin and American commercial music in the past two years. Well, he isn't just driving around the Bronx. He's holding an impromptu concert from the top of a flatbed truck that was converted to look like a subway through the city streets. I mean, it's genius. You're not allowed to have any gatherings of more than like 10 or 25 people in New York City, so you can't have a real concert. But this, this was awesome. A free concert broadcast over YouTube, Twitch, Euphoria, and other platforms by probably this year's most successful artist. I mean, Bad Bunny performed at the Super Bowl. He released two chart-topping and
and critically acclaimed albums, one right before and one during the pandemic. He had one of the largest Instagram live viewings of the year and then a live performance that not only drove around the South Bronx, starting right in front of Yankee Stadium, where I was just by the way, and then traveling throughout the South Bronx, then over to Washington Heights. Now, these are some of the most popular Latino neighborhoods in New York. And finally, coming to stop in front of Harlem Hospital, where he gave a final performance for the frontline essential staff there. I mean, not only was this a great gesture to his fans, but broadcasting it like this showed the world, you know what? New York City's not dead. New York is fully alive. Now, the people chasing down the flatbed that was being led by police escort, riding bikes and scooters alongside that constantly moving entourage, it was entertaining. And it was moving. It showed the heart of the city. And dang, did we appreciate that. Only in New York, baby. Only in Nueva York. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. You know, I thought I had some bonus news for you, but I totally forgot to jot that down. So uh, maybe we'll have some double bonus news tomorrow. Had a pretty solid weekend, though. Spent a great time with the family. Hope you guys are having a great start to your week and don't have a huge case of the Mondays. We'll catch back up tomorrow. But as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because I got you with the news.